Welcome to the Stories We Don't Tell. I'm Stephen. And I'm Paul. And this is a podcast about storytelling. Give it up for Fatima. There's so many of you. (laughs) And we love you. I don't care. (laughs) I do. (laughs) This one is called Loving Her. Um, so we've been on and off for, for as long as I can remember. But this last stint, I think we finally decided that we're going to go for the long haul. It has so, fun, so far been about eight months since I sent her the letter asking her out. It was a written unloading of all the things I have felt and still feel about her. I didn't want to ask her out casually. We had too much history for me to simply look at her and say, hey, wanna go out? I had canceled too many times, ditched her for greener pastures too often, ignored her flat out at too many junctures. As I mentioned, we had been on and off forever. And I had been responsible for many of the off times, except that last time. She had broken it off. They say you don't come to appreciate someone until they're no longer there. The memory of the day she left still just sends shivers down my spine. It's not like she hasn't warned me. She had mentioned it and started packing and stacking boxes of her things in the house in preparation. But she doesn't own much, so... Her boxes had been dwarfed by all my stuff. I actually almost didn't notice that she was packing. But then again, I rarely ever noticed her much anyways. To be frank, I thought I could get away with the usual. Just give her one day and she'll stay. But she had been complaining of our relationship for a while, more and more each time that we would get back together. Reminding me of how long it had been since we had cooked together, went dancing, seen a show, had a money petty, went for an impromptu lunch together. I mean, she still had the best collection of shoes a girl can buy, and I had bought all of those. (laughs) So I owed her at least a letter. I want to tell you why I owed her a letter. Uh, Where at least a letter. What I owed her was a commitment, one in writing, one one that she and I could use as a reference, almost a contract. To tell the truth, I did her much more than a letter. What I owed her was encouraging her to run again. What I owed her was not ridiculing her dietary choices and her body. What I owed her is space since I had filled all of ours with all my nicks and knacks and stuff, while she, the minimalist, only bought the beautiful and practical. What I owed her is better access to my friends. What I owed her is a better relationship to my parents. What I owed her is love. The kind of love that removes judgment, 
the kind that believes and does not expect, the kind that warms and does not burn, the kind that she had always given me. What I owed her is honoring her faith and spirituality. What I owed her is the kind of orgasm that I so often shared with my other partners. Yeah, with her I just kind of took, often imagining something else, definitely traveling to other places in my mind as we did it. So I owed her lovemaking, I owed her quality time. I owed her the time and space to read quietly together. What I owed her is the respect that is due to her creative undertakings. So the letter was my version of the big romantic gestures because I know that there are very few things that she responds to than the way um, words are written in truth. The thing is, I would often call her weak whenever she was being vulnerable. She wanted to be seen and she had desperately been asking me to see her. I had been too busy looking to be seen by others. I never noticed that she was seeing me gently and candidly, never retorting with strife when I assaulted her with judgment, never forsaking me when I spent so much time running away from her. Whenever I paid attention to her, it was to berate her, calling her behavior masochistic. After all, why did she stick around? Why else would she let me treat her that way? She must have wanted something, gotten something from me. Most people did, so why would she be any different? Funny thing is I'm actually really kind to many people. I'm capable of empathy. I take on people's pain as if it were mine. I go into trenches with them and I get them through it all, but not her. If anything, I would often drag her into the trenches and then let her figure herself the way back on her own. So after the letter, I made my walls bare and threw out many nicks and knacks. And I kept throwing things out, purging, making sure that my promise to make space for her was clear. So we brought things together, compromised over the fact that, the ta that, that neither one of us likes doing dishes. So we bought a tabletop dishwasher and we also hired a life-saving house cleaner. <laughs> we started dating again. And as every bit of clutter was removed from our home, she brought in plants. Then the artwork and souvenirs that she had collected from all of her travels started appearing in our home. And as of a couple weeks now, we run together almost every day. And she has me on an almost completely plant-based freaking diet. <laughs> um, and she doesn't like to drink. So most often, we don't. Um, we have been spending a lot of time together exploring tantric sex, highly recommended. Um, <laughs> walking around the city, hosting our friends, doing things with our family. And little by little, we're welcoming people into our home. And when there are too many of us, we sit on the floor and eat with our hands. It's my favorite thing to do. Um, 
Strange thing is that I have lived in my apartment for almost 10 years, yet I never felt at home. And she, within months, has made it, has made me call it mine. Actually, ours. I look at her now each day. I pay attention to her. Over the years, she has softened. I tell her she's beautiful now, and I mean it. I can't believe she's mine, and each time I lather her whole body with body butter, every single inch, slowly gliding my hands over her smooth skin, I just can't believe she's like, it's me. Um, <laughs> we spent every morning exchanging over three written pages, going back and forth, honoring our deepest fears and scariest hopes. I brought her to therapy a few times, and she has catalyzed more than a couple breakthroughs. And whenever I call her better half, she just gives me one of those looks, you know? <laughs> and then, and I mean it, I mean my better half. And she says that she cannot be my better half because each time I say that I'm that, I am excluding myself from her. She says a unit is a no unit with its complexities and clarities. She says she knows that hurting her hurt me most that the most painful part of our dark years was seeing me in anguish. That every morning waking up with me, being aware of each other, fills us with joy. I spent so much time divorcing myself with her that it didn't occur to me that fighting, not fighting, might actually bring me peace. I spent so much time silencing her that I never noticed that there are other ways to be noticed than being loud because while I was loudly tap dancing and conducting my own cacophony of noises in the world, she was quietly and silently building, building, creating and connecting. So when I took a breath and allowed her to be seen in my life, a funny thing happened. I learned something about each person in my life. See, this whole time, I've been the one in the dark. She's the one they know, the one they love, the one they have always seen. And I'm the last one to catch up. So when I finally said, I love you this time around, she didn't advert her almond shaped eyes or crinkle her nose or twist her mouth in disbelief. A few tears fell from her eyes because this time I meant it. I had finally learned to love all of me, including the part that I had always been at odds with, the softer, quieter, vulnerable me. Thank you. Can we keep saying we're back, even though this is seven episodes in? Yeah, yeah, we're back. We're back from a two-week hiatus. Yeah. Or a one-week hiatus, really. Um, okay, so I just... The, what I love this story. It's in, it's unbelievable. It's the best. Yeah, this is an example of a, a story where it was sort of described to us, uh, and we were like, well, that's interesting. Uh, and then what was brought just blew us away. Yeah. Uh, it, and and there... Like, this is also one of the... Um, what, like, um, um, not rare, because it's not rare, but... The fusion of like the story that she's written and how 
powerful the words are, uh, along with her delivery and her just presence, is just, I don't know what, it just creates something even like new. Right. <laughs> you know, besides the, her writing's so great, her performance is so great, but the two things together, just like, I just, I don't know, it always stops me in my tracks whenever I hear her. Yeah, it's sort of it's this idea of you know the pitch of the story was like I write a, I wrote a uh, a letter to myself uh, I wrote a a love letter to myself mm-hmm. was sort of the the pitch the, the one sentence sentence version of it and then and then you sort of get to hear the piece and you're like oh oh wow mm-hmm. yeah and uh, so okay so we're talking about reveal so uh, again it was it's it can be risky to do this kind of thing yeah. Because, uh, you know, it's feel or it sounds like if you were to just read the the words on the page, oh, this is about a relationship or this is about another person. And it, it, it isn't a slow reveal. No, but it, it happens quite near the end. But it is just like, and, and but you don't, you just kind of go, oh, but you also kind of maybe knew that. Yeah. In some way, I don't know how to explain what she did, how she pulled it off. Well, but. I think I think it's one of those things in which you're you're sort of brought forward with one sort of idea, and then then there's like a little thing that feels a little odd, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, well, that seems that's why would that be like that, you know? Uh-huh. Or like, or why are you so why why is that in you know phrased in that way? And then piece by piece, it becomes it starts to unravel. Sort of the the immediate setup of I'm writing, you know, I'm, I'm receiving a, a breakup letter, or, or I'm receiving a letter from that that comes from my lover. I'm writing a letter to my lover. I guess is the actual theme. And in that, taking that, and sort of, but then each time there's a little twist on something, and you're like, so you get more and more, you know, curious. Yeah, and and I I feel like what's cool is that um, the it, it it's not a uh, surprise reveal. It's not meant to kind of go like, oh, I gotcha kind of thing. I feel like it's all along she, is that she's taking you along and she's like, let me, I'm just going to talk about these things in in this way, like I'm talking about another person. But then it, when when the, the sort of reveal happens, you just kind of go, oh, that's just, like it's not out of left field. It just feels like you're both... Like she knows what the big picture is the whole time and she knows where she's going. And I don't know, again, it's hard to articulate whether it's the writing or, again, this sort of her, the way that she takes the writing and performs it. You just trust her and you just want to be like kind of she gets what the whole picture is and she's sort of like, don't worry. Let's just go on, go on this whole thing with me, and we'll 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 do this together. Yeah, it's like in 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 everything. I think every time it feels a little weird is another breadcrumb that sort of pulls you along. I think you know we often try to we often discuss how you can use say different structures to to bring someone ca- carry someone forward. Mm. You know, and often we sort of say that you know you have to end on an action so that because if you finish the story and then you're then you say why it matters to you, people have lo- have checked out. Mm. But and it's because it's that pull towards that end of end of the story and what's interesting about this story is that there's not you know you have these moments and these explanations that come in and are sprinkled in that are are, are her life as she's carrying forward but but really it's more it's more of a reflection and so what's carrying the narrative forward is your is is you wanting to know what she's hiding you know Mm -hmm. you almost it's it's it feels from the very beginning that there's like she knows where she's going and you don't know where she's going and so she's just pulling you along because you want to know where she's going 
And that's what's keeping you attained. And it, but it's so subtle in yeah. a way because it's not it's not and it, it's subtle in a way that like um, you know you're talking about these breadcrumbs is that you don't ever you don't you don't it, it never takes you out of the story mm. it just kind of almost pulls you in further to be like what's sort of going on here and 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 but at the same time every there every word is so specific in this story yeah exactly and every sentence is has like they're just it's another piece of the of the this puzzle and so you're so fixated on like what she's saying that you you know again you're just kind of along with her and and you trust her and yeah and you have to and i think that's what makes this type of of story so difficult is because then when you get to the reveal it has to simultaneously be subtle enough that you feel a sense of of joy in figuring it out uh-huh. but also obvious enough that you aren't left being like, well, uh-huh. I was just such a jerk to that relationship, right? Yeah. Like you have to you have to find a way to both allow the audience to experience the aha moment, but not hit them over the head with it. Yeah. And that's a very fine line to walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, okay, so let's think about this. How... I, I, so what would you say somebody comes to our workshop and wants to tell, uh, uh, wants to write um, a letter to themselves? <laughs> I honestly think I would say, okay, let's see what happens. To me, for me, the question would be if someone came with a version of this or, or a version that had a reveal. This is the time and the moment when what matters most before you present it is you need to keep telling it to new people. Like we often, we often benefit sometimes when people can only make one workshop because then you have new ears in, in the second workshop. And so because it's so hard to tell when you are so in it, if it makes sense. Yeah. Like this is a moment when you need an editor and a fresh eyes editor because without that, it's not going to be clear. And yeah. I think to me, that's, that's a thing where this is a kind of story that you really, you can craft and I think, you know, and you, you can craft and craft and craft, but there has to be a moment where you find someone else to, to experience this with you. Because if you don't have that, you'll never really know, did I get there? You know, what, did I walk that line? Do you know what happens at the end? Yeah. Cause it's, uh, again, it's a bit, it's, it's a bit risky, this kind of thing, because it's an internal thing because you don't have a you don't have an ending of, oh, well, this was what the person's reaction was to this letter or to what they were saying. And um, I just thought it was beautiful the way that she tied it all together at the end. Yeah. So so what would you say if someone came to this with, uh, with, with a story that sort of hinged on a reveal, a story that was pulled forward on something that the author was hiding behind a veil? Well, I think that you would... Uh, to me, you would have to do, there would maybe be multiple versions in this thing, is that there might be the letter that you are actually writing to yourself, and that might not be what you say to an audience. Mm. So it's it's kind of maybe writing out the letter that you want to say, um, or that you want, you, you want to communicate, but then kind of taking that, and if you want to do this in front of an audience, to then kind of take off your, okay, I'm writing a letter to myself hat and then you're putting on a okay i'm now telling this to other people what do i need to you know bring into the story in order to make it kind of more of a story in a way or more of a thing that an audience could 
connect to. That's the that's this episode, everyone. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Ish. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Visit storieswedonttell.org and like our Facebook page for more information about our monthly events. And for more stories, check out our book, available anywhere books are sold. This episode of the Stories of the podcast is brought to you by the Lansdowne Cone. The Lansdowne Cone is a social enterprise out of Toronto that let us use their space in October, and that was great. I don't know why I keep saying these weird endings.